Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Brian Wagoner, and he describes himself as a detransitioner. He reached out to me on Instagram, and with all the stuff that's going on with the trans and the news, and I've done a show on it, I just asked him if he'd be willing to tell a story, and he said yes. So I'm delighted to have him. And there's just so many things happening on the screen right in here. If you're on Rockfin, you can see this whole thing that happened with Bud Light. It was the number one brand in the country, and they had uh, Dylan Mulvaney on, and it's lost $5 billion in market share. Like That has a huge impact on the company, but also on the people who work for the company. They're going to probably lose jobs and things like that over this kind of ideology that's in the news, and it seems like you can't get away from it. I had J.J. Dawson on. And I was subsequently called a transphobe for saying that a biological man is not a biological woman. And I still will say that. And I don't feel like I have a phobia. I don't feel like it's an irrational thing. But I feel like some of the trans ideology is like uh, influencing reality to tell me something that it's not. Like a man who has his genitals and should not go into a woman's bathroom and should not be in women's sports. I think that's pretty easy. But we're going to cover a lot of topics. Uh, Brian, we talked offline. He knows a lot about a lot of stuff that I've talked about, the far right, the occult, too. So he's very well researched. But we're going to talk about this specific subject, this whole trans promoting psychology. So, Brian Wagoner, welcome to the show. Uh, yes, thank you for having me, William. I appreciate it. Cool. So for people who may not have heard your story, I saw you. You were on with Tucker Carlson. It was a little brief, unfortunately, but... Uh, you have an interesting story. You've been kind of in this community and out of it, I guess, for some time. Can you kind of talk about your background and how you got into this kind of trans situation? Sure. Um, you know, I when, when I was a young man, I grew up, I've lived in Southern California my whole life, and I've never lived outside of Southern California, really, L.A., Orange County. Um, you know, growing up, I was always sort of, I guess an effeminate boy of sorts, not, not too much, but I, I was never very good at sports and I wasn't very aggressive. I was kind of, um, you know, but I, I never had, as a child, I never had any desire. I have an older sister. I never had any desire to wear her clothing or, you know, you know, I never wanted to, I like, you know, change my sex as a child. I liked sports. I liked motorcycles. I liked, pretty stereotypical male things. I wasn't necessarily good at sports, but I did like them. My father, um, my parents had children. They waited till the 11th hour to have children. Both of my parents are in their 70s. My father's a Vietnam veteran. He did two tours in Vietnam, Airborne Ranger, and he's like a very masculine, hardcore kind of dude, very conservative, like right-wing kind of guy. And I just never could really you know, please him as a young man. I was never, you know, masculine enough. And when I was in school, I was bullied very ruthlessly for a period, like really in an emasculating way. I was called like a lot of uh, homophobic slurs and, um, you know, um, just terrible, you know, like emasculation when I was from, I'd say really middle school until probably like junior year of high school. I was just like tormented constantly. And um, when I was in high school, I got into drugs. I got into, you know, started with like marijuana and alcohol. And then I, you know, got into 
ecstasy pills and mushrooms and stuff. And I met, you know, the drug people who did that, who kind of took me in. And um, I met some bad people and I was exposed to, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily call them like, um, you know, pedophiles necessarily, but I, I met a man who used to buy us beer and I think he, you know, sniffed the, that I was maybe a little bit different and he definitely did inappropriate things with me. And I think when I was a young man, I was, I think I was 14 when I met this guy and it's had an, it had a negative effect on me and it just messed me up. And, um, I started doing a lot of drugs. I, I went to college. I was able to go to college and, um, in college, I started to use Adderall to help me stay away, which is pretty common. A lot of students use Adderall. But Adderall became very expensive after a while, and sometimes it'd be hard to find. So I eventually got into using, among other drugs, but I, I would use just straight crystal meth. And one of the side effects of crystal meth is, is an increased uh, sex drive. And I would uh, spend hours, hours online uh, looking at pornography. And, um, you know, like when you get into porn, what, what did it for you last week won't probably do it for you this week if you get into it. And I was into, you know, somewhat regular stuff, you know, maybe gay porn or whatever. But I eventually got into this. It's called it's a very bizarre subgenre of online porn. It's called sissy hypnosis pornography. And it's a base. There's all kinds of different. I, I'd be very curious on who is making this stuff. I don't want to look into it again, but it's this weird subgenre of porn where it tells you to wear women's clothes. It tells you to be. It calls you degrading names, and um, it'll tell you like to take hormones and that you're really a woman and stuff. So I started watching this, and I got deeper and deeper into it. And I was using a lot of drugs, but mainly like the amphetamines. And I, I would use this other drug sometimes called GHB, which is like a very dangerous drug. But it, ha it also has an Af a true aphrodisiac component to it. And I was also in college at the time and I was studying sociology, psychology. My major was sociology, but and I, I was definitely at this time, I would have considered myself somewhat left wing, even though my family, at least my dad is exactly the opposite so i was rebelling in every way possible i just wanted to be a rebel at the time and i got involved with what they used to call the gay straight alliance they changed it's now the gender uh sexuality alliance and um yeah and so i was looking at this and i was using drugs basically at first the, the amphetamine use started to it started as a way that I could stay awake longer and um, do all my my homework, to, you know, practice the piano and stuff. But it just evolved into like full on, you know, psychosis eventually. And I got into all the other bad drugs eventually, too. But um, so I, I was feeling just strange, you know, so I reached out to a local what they call a gender therapist. And I went to go see this woman who her office was it wasn't really close, close to where I live. It was about 45 minutes where I lived at the time. And the first time I saw her, she told me that I'm definitely transgender because only transgender people would like that kind of pornography. And basically, like, if you think you're trans, you're trans because, you know, non or what they call cisgender people don't think they're trans. So from that day, it was all like she was like, you need to go and get a prescription for hormones. And she gave me the name of these doctors. And I did go see the doctor and I didn't take the hormones immediately, but I would text back. I had a very 
in a inappropriate relationship with this person, but she would say to me like, you know, you owe it to yourself to just try the hormones. And, you know, so I eventually did start taking the hormones and, you know, I, for whatever reason, I think, um, who knows, but I, I did start taking it and I did uh, transition socially. I grew my hair out. I had long hair. I, um, I had my name legally changed. Um, what's it called? I did most of the tra- thank God though. I never had plastic surgery. Like I never had, I never had any plastic surgery. So and this is about what, eight years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. This was about, around 2012, 2011 to yeah. Something like that. About just over 10 years ago now, something like that. Yeah. And so what happened next? So you took these hormones and that, that I took, did she, did she think that was going to kind of cure you of your condition or, I mean, it sounds like you were kind of in a, a bad situation. Was she trying to make the, get you out of that situation? Or? Well, she knew that I was a drug addict. I I went. I I looked terrible. Like I was my my face was all sucked in. I was probably you know thirty forty pounds underweight. And she was just like, yeah. Once you start transitioning, you'll you'll want to quit doing the drugs and so on and so forth. And it'll solve basically it'll solve all of my problems. Mm-hmm. And she had me go come to these group therapy meetings with other trans people. And it was very like almost like cult ritual. Like, like at the end, at the end of the sessions, she would inject people with hormones, which is super illegal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, it was very much like a cult uh, initiation. I, I found it to be. And um, so, yeah, so I, I did. Tr- I came out of I, I came out of the closet as a as a transgender uh woman and i i looking back on it too i think another uh aspect of it that i liked was i didn't like uh you know being same sex attracted i always you know i i i didn't like that i was ashamed of it and they also they they she she and others kind of like sold it to me like oh but you you're you're a heterosexual woman you know you're not a gay man you're not one of those gays you know you're a, you're a heterosexual woman so at one time in my life that was appealing to me but um, yeah, so I did transition. I had all my facial hair removed. Uh, it's the only long-term thing I guess I did. But I don't know. I might come back. I can live without it. But my genitals, I don't, I don't think I could, li- could have lived without. But anyway, so yeah, so I came out of the closet as trans. And, you know, at, at my university, they all loved it. I was just like, you know, just be, like beloved in the beginning. Like I was totally love bombed at the university. It was, they were like the sociology and psychology department. They were so happy to have a trans student because now, now there's probably hundreds of them, even at the small uh, college I went to. But um, back then I, I was the only one that I knew. And, um, you know, I, I, I went to the, I would go to the gay straight Alliance meetings and it was kind of fun. Like the first like year or two I was in it. Cause it was kind of just about like partying and like making friends. Like at the end of the semester, we'd get a party bus. We'd go to West Hollywood and, you know, hang out and we'd get drunk and, you know, party basically. But the guy who ran it, um, he eventually graduated and it was taken over by this woman who at the time she said she was a lesbian, but I bet money she's a they them now. I bet I bet money she's like a non-binary type. But anyway, it just became about like militant leftist uh, politics. And the first thing that they did, which sort of where I, I, I started to realize that there's something off with this was they tried to set me up on a date with uh, a transgender male, like a like a female to male transgender person. 
And, you know, me, you know, being historically gay, I, you know, I, I don't know anything about female anatomy. I'm I, not, especially at the time, wasn't interested in it. And I said, you know, no, I'm not interested in that. I, I'm going to pass. And they, they accused me of transphobia and I was this terrible bigot. And, you know, I just thought that was nuts. And uh, another thing, they, they, they started talking about like microaggressions and how um, we had to like police our language. We couldn't say, in fact, one of the things you couldn't say is you can't say, oh, that's crazy because that's a microaggression against people who have uh, mental illnesses. So th this was like the beginning of it. But then they finally kicked, I actually got kicked out of uh, the GSA after they turned it into the Gender Sexuality Alliance because... Um, this was around the time of the Michael Brown incident, the Ferguson riots. Um, they were talking about going downtown LA to protest. And they were like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to walk onto the 101 freeway and shut it down. I was like, you guys shouldn't do that. Cause you're going to mess up traffic for everybody. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to do it. And I was like, well, if you do that, then don't be surprised if you get run over or something. So I said that and they accused me of promoting violence and they reported me to the Dean and all this stuff. Oh, so wow. Wow. Yeah, so I quit. The really intense stuff. Yeah, so yeah, so they, so your therapist knew that you were a homosexual, like you were inclined towards men. Oh yeah, but still had you undergo, or wanted you, encouraged you to undergo male to female, right? Yeah, and I told her about oh, all the porn, and she, and she was like, "Oh, once you once you transition, you'll you're not going to be interested in that anymore," which uh, you know wasn't really the case but um so yeah i went through the transition and then um i continued to use drugs and i i sort of this is one of the reasons i believe in god too because i was an atheist for a while in, in my early college years but i think there's a god because me me using all those drugs and the crystal meth and stuff it prevented my body from changing too much or, or like I, st I still maybe i'm a little bit feminine looking but i never really developed breasts or anything like that because i had no body fat so I think that maybe it was some kind of some kind of divine intervention or something in a weird way. And and getting sober from drugs too did bring me to God, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps. I mean, I have I carry this with me everywhere I go. You know, I have the four year sobriety coin from AA. Oh. I go to AA meetings, you know, on a Gross. You know, congratulations. Thank you. But I didn't I didn't finally get sober until like my mom would send me and after I graduated from college, which I I did do, and I, you know, I'm proud of that, even though it was you know, I would have gone back and studied different things. And but anyway, I continued to use drugs. But eventually my mom, she would send me to drug rehabs down in Orange County. And um, the first ones I went to um, were like LGBT um, oriented um, rehabs, like specifically for the LGBT community. And I would just find new people to do drugs with. And I, I and once I graduated from college, I got into I got into heroin and oxycodone. Originally oxycodone, but I started doing heroin. So, yeah, and I I started hanging out with the worst people in LA County, basically like scammers and drug dealers and just just genuinely bad people. And I I've done bad things, you know. But I'm not so, proud but this them. whole this whole kind of trans gender thing really didn't solve your internal problems not at all. particularly with drugs right so no not at all it kind of went on yeah. no and when i finally did get sober i got sober um in my sobriety date is december 18th of 2018 that's the last time i ever had any drugs or alcohol and once i had been sober for like three or four months i i started to realize like why why did i do this like 
I don't really feel like a woman. I, st- I kind of, maybe I feel gay or whatever, but I, I don't feel like a woman. And I would like, you know, I, I was really sick of doing all the woman stuff. And I started to be, you know, just reconnect with like um, my identity and stuff. And a- another weird thing that I, that I forgot to mention is when I was going to see that therapist too, and a part of like the trans support groups, like my, I, I would talk about how my father is never going to accept this. And they would just say like, oh, well, you, you know, you won't have a father anymore or just X him out of your life. So yeah, th- there's, there's a weird, um, there's a weird element of uh, where they, they say to go no contact with non-accepting. Wow. So fam, that's um, a real cult dynamic is get away from your family. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Family isolation, I mean, yeah, one. yeah. I mean, it's definitely isolation and uh, love bombing, which is one of the tenets of, uh, of culthood. And yeah, and they, they love bomb you very heavily in the beginning when you're, but if you question it and I started to become, I actually, you know, after getting sober and some of the stuff I dealt with in college, I I still I would consider myself a conservative. You know, I consider myself, you know, a Republican, certainly. And I, I didn't like the covid stuff. And I, I you know, I became kind of openly Republican that, I you know, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, you know, mm-hmm. and I was hated for that. I mean, basically, you know, you can't you have to follow these politics and and. You know, I during that time, I really reflected on myself and I looked at little uh, pictures of my my elementary school yearbooks of me as a little boy. And I was just like, why did I do this? I I was just I was sick of putting the makeup on every day. I just felt like I was doing an act like a like a like an act. And it felt very contrived and fake. And and I was just at that time around 2020, I became a red pilled, uh, you know, kind of MAGA transgender woman, so to speak. And I was very much hated for that, but whatever, I could care less, but I just didn't have the courage at, at that time to detransition because, you know, I, I, I had to eventually say to people, you know, I made a big mistake. I did something foolish and embarrassing. So it wasn't until early 2022, just over about a year and two months ago that I detransitioned. I you know, I was just like, I don't want to be a part. It was, I, once I saw that swimmer, Leah Thomas, that I was just like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And I, I cut my hair. I quit doing the hormone therapy, even though I still have some issues with it. But looking back on it, it's just like, you know, there's this episode of the Twilight Zone I always compare it to. There's one where it's a, it's a, it's a young girl in the hospital and all these surgeons are around her telling her that there's something terribly wrong with your face. We need to have these surgeries done to your face. And then at the end, you find out that she's a very pretty young woman and all these doctors have pig faces. So I always feel like there was nothing wrong with me from the beginning. Someone should have just, when I went to therapy, this person should have been like, you know, maybe you are a transgender, who knows, but why don't you get sober for a whole year, at least six months and, you know, work on it. I was very traumatized as a child, all the bullying and stuff, but that's not what happened. It, it was immediately, you have to get on hormones, you have to transition. Like, can, so yeah, I feel like I've lived out an episode of the twilight zone, but you know, like, like that episode of the twilight zone, you know, the protagonist came out of the twilight zone but the rest of society is still in it. And that's how I feel right now. I feel like I feel like I came out of the twilight zone and I'm out of it. But now it's just like it, there's this big push for, you know, transgender 
everything like it was everything everything and it, yeah and and look i mean i don't i don't dislike anyone i'm there i'm sure there are people that are i there are people that are born in the wrong sex i think it's a very rare thing but i'm just worried now nowadays that like the trans movement has turned into instead of the medical thing it's like maybe people who are traumatized or they didn't fit in or they're um anxious and depressed and they yeah, and there's they, so many people like that brian that's I know, like, but they, right? Like half of childhood. I agree, <laughs> but now, 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 now they say it's dysphoria. Right. It's, it's, it's right. the term That's they use is dysphoria. So, um, you know, and I, I just, I just am wondering, like, and and the the, the thing that really was interesting to me to find out after, because I didn't when I, you know, I didn't know that many transgender people when I first did it, besides the ones in the group. But most of the transgender, uh, the male to female ones that I've encountered. They seem to be mostly interested in 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 women, which I found interesting because when I first uh, transitioned back in you know ten years ago or so, more than that now, um, I always kind of saw it as an extension of uh, of being gay. I always associated with, with with homosexuality, but now they don't really do that. They they'll be like, if uh, if a man becomes a woman and and is still attracted to females that that person is is a lesbian or whatever so lesbian, yeah and, and, and that's when they they when they told me like i was actually a straight woman so because in the beginning i associated it with like you know i found this weird sissy porn from hardcore gay porn led me to that and um and so you were always gay leading up to the transition you were always I attracted so. to i think so i mean i've always you know i i'm yeah i'm gay but like you know, I would never go to a gay pride parade. I don't, I don't make it my whole personality. It's just this thing, you know, I don't, I don't know if it could be changed, you know, who knows. But I, like Bruce Jenner is attracted to women. I think he still right. likes women. Like he yeah, still yes, has yes. his genitals, his original genitals, but is like, so. Yeah, but um, like a, uh, yeah, Jenner, but I would say most of the, the male to females I've met are, are, and I always thought that was very interesting. And I, so what I do wonder, you think the, what do you think the percentage is? of the male to female who still like women uh, it, from, from the ones I've met, I would say at least 70%. At least 70. So it's I would say more. Yeah. And I mean, as, as far as Jenner goes, they, the, tr I mean, I remember when, when Jenner came out as transgender, I mean, Jenner was, was celebrated on the cover. Now Jenner is despised by the trans movement. They don't, really? they don't even, yeah, because Jenner voted for Trump. Jenner oh, is wow. now saying that, um, male to female transgender people should not be in women's sports, which is, I think a pretty reasonable, uh, but they, they've totally, because, you know, uh, Jenner, Jenner's not ideologically pure anymore. Jenner has deviated uh, from the party line. So, right. So you have to follow the party in the trans movement. And that's one of the interesting things is like, yeah, the gate, very the game rigid. So it's even within, yeah. cause like, I would say I'm without, but that, you know, I'm kind of outside of their party line, but even for people within you're supposed to toe toe up to you know the ideology all the way. Yeah, and and the gay because um, now it's not gay and lesbian anymore. It's now I mean I've seen acronyms that have like you know ten. There's numbers in some of them. You know there's like there's one that's like two S L G B T Q Q I A A plus. You know, I that was the I'm one like, that was on. I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but that was the Canada one. Yeah, where they're exactly, trying to pass yeah. the legislation that make you it can't, illegal to protest a drag queen story hour. You can't critique them. 
You can't yeah. say like I couldn't say this in Canada. I'll get a twenty-five thousand dollar fine for saying I don't think a biological male should be in women's sports because you're really not a woman. I mean, it's, and it's it's not uh, okay. A biological male, a, a biological female is weighed down by her breasts, her thighs, her buttocks. You know, a, a male has why? I I think that's so unfair for like especially Leah Thomas. There's a cyclist, yeah, and and but but Canada's gone completely off. Uh, off the, the chains. End. The U.S. isn't far behind, man. We could not be that far yeah. off. We were yeah, talking I in the pre-show, like yeah. trans is the soul of America. That came out of the Biden administration. So did say that. that's he an did ideology. That. It's very concerning. Like I, I, yeah, and I, I don't under like the drag queens. Like you know, I don't like I, I, I why would you why, like why do they want to bring kids around that? I don't understand that. I don't under and and now. Also to another, and it is, it has tenets of um, apocalyptic thinking, which is another tenet of a cult where there's been several states now that have banned um, transitioning for people, for children, for, for, for children, for minors. And um, the trans activists are comparing that they're saying that they're being genocided. They're, they're saying that that's a, they say it's a genocide because what they, what they mean by that is, um, if these people don't get what they refer to as gender affirming care, they will commit suicide. And that's a genocide. But I think these kids in, in and I, I, I they told it to me that I would kill myself. I never wanted to kill myself. I, I would never commit suicide. I, you know, just wouldn't. But when you're told that it, it I think it's, it becomes almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy of sorts because you're told that and it puts this in suicide. They've, it's they've a suggestion. Done. It's yeah, actually and, a psychological technique. I think like so. They and just all, bring it up. Oh, you might commit yeah, suicide. It, it, I never thought great. of that. Well, now you're making me think about that. Yeah. And That's actually a, a technique. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great emotional blackmail too. So yeah, they say they, the, the really hardcore trans activists claim that there's a genocide being brought against them. Like if you don't allow trans people in sports, you're murdering them because they might commit suicide. And I just think that's really crazy. And, you know, if I was Jewish, if I was Jewish or if I was Armenian or, you know, native American, I would find that very offensive. Like considering that, you know, there, there has been actual genocides against people who have been murdered. But this isn't murder. This is just trying to, you know, I mean, there's little kids now that are six or seven years old that believe in Santa Claus, the tooth fairy and the Easter bunny that, you know, are now saying, well, I'm a, I'm, I'm the opposite sex. And they're, they're being, you know, sterilized for life and put on this track for medicalization where it's like, you know, may, maybe this kid might grow up to be gay or lesbian. Like, let just let let it play out. I don't understand why there's just this rush to, to medicalize everyone. And I, 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 you know, I, I do think that the, the medical industry has just seen the potential profit motive in, uh, in the transgender medicine and, and all the surgeries and the hormones that have to be uh, in your, in, in their bodies, 24 hours a day, seven days for a week, the rest yeah. of their life, right? For the rest, the rest of their life. Of their yeah. life. Potentially. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I used to go to this endocrinologist who really messed me up and um, you know, it's taken almost two years to recover from it over a year now. So uh, and that's kind of the process of detransitioning, right? Yeah. And the, like I said, I, I never had, yeah, like I said, I never had any plastic surgery done. Thank God. Cause I, you know, had I had a vaginoplasty, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know who know that would have been a, a, and there are people, there's very sad cases of people who unfortunately have had, there's a lot of young women who have had their breasts removed and um, 
uh what's it called they've detransitioned and they they um they don't have uh breasts but when you when you detransition to when you detra the the trans activist community they 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 try to act like detransitioning it never happens it's so rare but what they what what these activist doctors have basically done is they they have their own set of studies that they've done and and a lot of it seems like data mining where it shows that this is a great thing and there are no new studies or, or opposing view and all the old ones from like the like Sweden a lot of the Nordic countries they're not they're not transing the kids like they used to so you but can anyway, invent a study to justify your position yeah I mean yeah, statistics, yeah it's, it's, statistics can the, be used they're corrupt they're I'm sorry I wish that I could say a lot of these studies weren't they've they've went through and found that like almost 90 percent of studies have been like ju juiced or like the data is yeah false. yeah so it's that. that's a danger but like you talk about these kids they if they're not having a they're not their parents are the ones imposing it we've talked about jazz jennings in the pre-show but yeah. that's not just the fact that they're transitioning their sex lives are done if they get their genitals taken off these people are out of the gene pool They'll never have kids, and yeah. some of them will never experience sexual pleasure in their yeah. life, right? Like, that is incredible non—you can't come back from that. You're damning this person or being to an asexual life. Yeah, It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, the, the drug that they give to transgender children is called Lupron. And that's it's 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 used for a couple things. But one of the things it's used for is uh, chemically castrating uh, sex offenders. It's used for endo endometriosis. They have used it before to um, sometimes kids will start going through puberty too early and they use it for a little bit. But, um, you know, I don't think in the doses or the long term that they use it for like what they call the trans youth movement. Um, but yeah, once, once they get on this stuff and, and you're, you, the, these kids are going to get loved bombed by these activists. I mean, I, you know, and then God forbid, the, it, like the other thing that really upsets me too, is once you detransition, you formally detransition, the trans activists, they don't want you to say anything about it. They pretend like you don't exist and they literally just see you as collateral damage. That's that's that. So they see people who have been harmed by this as well. You're you know, you made a mistake, even though the the grand medical establishment went went along with it and affirmed this. So it's very hard to sue them. I'm hoping that'll change. But who knows? So and I, I think it's going to take another five years, but you're going to see more people detransitioning that are going to be very upset and probably litigious. I mean, if you remember in the early aughts in the 90s, they overprescribed uh, opiates and, um, you know, um, they, they, they had all these studies that said, oh, oxycodone's not addictive, you know. So okay. I think I, I think the trans thing will go back to the center, but I think it's going to take five to ten years. And but I, but the cultural trend for it, I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't maybe one day it won't be cool to transition anymore. I don't know. But right now it's very in vogue to uh, to or say you're non-binary. That's another um you know, very, it's like, it can be like trans light, but now a lot of the non-binary people are, are taking hormones and having, I mean, some of the non-binary, I thought this was um, made up, but they're apparently non-binary people are getting this surgery called gender nullification, where they basically just amputate the genitalia. So I don't know, 
the whole thing i i like i said i just feel like i i lived out the twilight zone i lived out an episode of the twilight zone and i'm out of it i feel a lot better i i get along with my i've come back it's almost like a tale of the prodigal son of sorts you know i moved over to west hollywood and i did all these bad things but now i've come back to my family in many ways i've come back to god i'm sober and uh, i feel you know i feel a lot better and i, and I do think that some kind of god uh, protected me you know i but it, I, yeah and it good for you it's it almost like it's not just physical it's an ideological relief or something like there's such a strident yeah v feel for these people like you got to do this and these people telling you and really grinding you know you down to like obey yeah. very strange I, I think, but yeah. we talked in the pre-show there's a lot of money at stake i was shocked that the government's paying for a lot of these like, all, all, the all the health insurance companies in, in California, at least, I don't know about other states, but yeah, in California, the government or the, yeah, the government, but also health insurance uh, companies, they have to anything that they say is um, they call it medically necessary and it covers everything. I'm talking like plastics or like boob jaw or, you know, breast augmentation. Um, I've even heard of like Brazilian butt lifts being covered by it. So look into that. I encourage people to look into that. But yeah, and it, it makes everyone's health insurance more expensive, these surgeries. So I don't know. Yep. Like, look, I don't I don't think it should be illegal to I don't want them to ban. Uh, if, if I think if a, if a person is I think there are transgender people. And I think that they some of them need this care. But I, I just think that people should have to go through like psychiatric assessments and stuff like they used to. But now they say that that's transphobic and that's terrible. But, you know, it, it could. It could save people from making mistakes or getting caught up in something. So I don't know. I who knows? You know who knows? I don't know what's gonna. The future. We're living in interesting times. You know, in in more ways than one. So, you know. But I like. I mean, I've lived as uh, Tesla once said, Nikola Tesla. You know, you will live to see man-made horrors beyond your wildest uh, dreams, or something like that. And I've certainly uh, seen. I mean, like. They they have this surgery for um for female to male is called a phalloplasty that or a phalloplasty excuse me that where they 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 literally remove um the skin from your forearm or your thigh and they roll it into this yeah that look if you want a horror if you want to see a man made horror beyond your wildest dreams uh, Google that I but, saw that on uh, yeah. on my yeah so I'm like. Yeah, there it is. It's like really brutal. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. So I that I don't understand that. And I've met people that are I like like I have a I have a few transgender friends that will still talk to me, but a lot of them won't talk to me and they think I'm basically like the devil because I decided to speak out about my experience. But I only I only decided to speak out about it because I just feel like it could help somebody. And uh, just, you know, this is my truth. You know, what's true for me is true for me. And what's true for you is true for you. So I don't I don't know why I shouldn't be allowed to tell my experience with it. But I do believe that the, that there is an objective reality, too. And I think that some of this trans stuff is just I don't know, it's maybe just going against that, like that, like, you know, that like they'll say, you know, that there is no difference between uh, Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner and Beyonce Knowles, that, that they're both uh, women, you know, and I, I don't know, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, doesn't I make sense. They're not, you can't menstruate, you can't have kids. Doesn't, You're not it, a woman. doesn't it yeah. seem Orwellian? It's biological. Yes. 
they does, use Orwellian it, language, yes. Yeah, well, not only or, but but you have to believe it too. You know, you have to right. you have to believe it. You know, right. it's affecting the law. It's affecting like these institutions. These people are so intimidated that they're letting this guy, whatever Leah Thomas, swim in women's competition. It's incredible. The, They've ruined women's competition. It's no longer women. This guy is not a is not a woman. He's not. Well, Sorry. the part the party line doesn't make is... me. Yeah, it doesn't make me a phobe. I don't have an irrational fear. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Know, I no, actually, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, but I think it's kind of Orwellian in the sense that two plus two equals five, and they'll they'll right. oftentimes what they'll use is they'll be like, they'll talk about like these little. They'll, they'll literally say biological sex isn't real, and and they'll talk about like these societies that maybe that they had a few trans people, or they called gay men something differently, or there were some very homophobic societies that made gay men you know dressed like women and stuff and um that's like the fi fi feeny or something there's a weird cultural thing in, in one of these polynesian islands where they have like this these men that dress like women and it's i don't know but just because there's been these little deviances that doesn't um that doesn't just like obliterate what people of the way society has operated at 99.9 .9 of the time of men and women so I don't understand that. So it just seems odd to me. So, uh, yeah, it seems, I mean, it, yeah, it seems yeah. odd. And we talked about in the pre-show, it was, I think it was, what was this lady? Her name is Jennifer. Be like, this is really good. If people want to say what's behind the trans agenda, there's actually these huge families and money Pritzker yeah. were supporting this. And there's a, there's a transgender industrial complex. Doctors yeah. making money. Oh yeah, farm big farmers making money. So this there's definitely a financial incentive behind this kind of thing, and I do think it's kind of like an anti-god thing too. So yeah, I mean so. you can become your own god, and yeah, yeah, it 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 you know you can go yeah, and I and also too like you know if your family doesn't accept it, well we'll we'll be your glitter family. That's one of the terms they use. Right. So right, and this is classic cult stuff. Oh yeah, political ideology to deny your family, destroy the family. Like yeah, that's I mean, part of the whole trans thing. Yeah, and pride too. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins, and they have a whole month of it where it's just this self-indulgent um, season. You know, this where it's, so I don't. You know, as even as you know, as a gay, I, I gay, I wouldn't go to that. You know, I just want to be a normal person and you know live my life and you know whatever. So, right. Yeah, I think it's like for you. You've gone. You went through. From beginning, you know, through the tunnel out the other side, where these people, like our whole society, is going through the tunnel now. Yeah, like, they're in the twilight zone. Yeah, they're in the yeah, twilight, twilight zone still. Zone. So, so I wish I, I could I, remember the name of that twilight episode, twilight zone episode. Which one? The but one also the girl yeah, with, with the, the big face. Yeah, where it was that's actually, a good one. Yeah, that's, the that's a good ones. one. But what's not just transgender? It overlaps into transhumanism, right? Like that's kind of what's scary. Is like some of these people think gender is so fluid like you can just become a different kind of human being like it's almost like that right yeah i mean i've heard stories of um you know where, where they'll say that they're and i remember when i was taking a sociology of human sexuality class um the professor and this is a woman who had a phd she said that there was infinite genders infinite genders so like non-binaryism which i'm not super it goes beyond they and them like there's other pronouns that you would think are like not for real but there's people that are like my pronouns are Fay and Fa and Zim and Zer. That's an actual thing. So, and there are people, there's something called other kin. I don't know how, you know, 
popular. I haven't really looked into that, but I've heard of it. And um, yeah, there's people who I've, I've heard there, 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 maybe one day there will be people who identify as aliens, you know? So I, yeah, I, so yeah. And it's really scary. Like people could go through this body, uh, have body dysmorphia and want to turn into like a different being. Like, I don't think with surgery and other stuff, who knows? Who knows what the next step is? Yeah, it could. I hope, I certainly hope it doesn't come to that, but I would not, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't, I really wouldn't. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's kind of in the context of like, you know, adding technology or something. It seems like the only technology would allow this to really happen. Right. So they couldn't do this 70, 80 years ago because they maybe didn't have the fake hormones or the surgery capacity, but now they do. So, yeah. And, and that's, that's another thing that another hole in there that they say trans people have always existed and stuff, which is, I think that's true. There's, if you look through the historical record, there has been, it's been recorded of, you know, people identifying as the opposite sex, but they didn't have these synthetic hormones and surgeries and they didn't kill themselves, you know, it's an maybe, interesting maybe point. Some of there's, them did, there's a but... higher rate of, of suicide among yeah, I think trans. Very, I think that that's uh, that's t- statistically proven, right? That there's a much yeah. There's a very rate. high. There there is this study done too. Um, it's an older study. It's from like the either the late '90s or early aughts, where it's like it's a European study where they show that the suicide rate goes up after people have these surgeries, and and that kind of makes sense because when they do these surgeries, there's a lot of complications. Like when they, when they, when they turn, when they invert uh, male genitalia or that thing with the arm, the phalloplasty, it, it doesn't even on an adult, it doesn't always work so well, you know, but uh, like, like the, the, the tragic case we were discussing is Jazz Jennings, where Jazz was never able to develop male genitalia. So unfortunately, Jazz may never be able to, you know, enjoy uh, pleasure um, which is very sad because Jazz had these um, the vaginal vaginoplasty done when I think she was like 17, 18, but having been on those puberty blockers never developed enough tissue. So yeah, there's it's very sad. So I don't know. I just like I think trans, I, I think before you're you should have to go see a psychiatrist and there should be a high quality assessment by psychiatrists and medical professionals and they should you should try it try it i wish i just maybe you know maybe just tried to be my you know a gay gay guy and you know i i was very into i was obsessed with the internet i was i should have stayed i should the psychologist a good psychologist would have told me go to drug rehab go to aa na whatever um get and get and start exercise i wasn't exercising i was just you know spending all my time on the internet and just behaving you know in a very um anti-social way at that time when i went through this i was not in the right i mean i was paranoid i was just right, not so you were uh anymore. vulnerable i would say if to absolutely a, yeah. psychiatrist and that's yeah. another thing like they didn't assess that no and, and, like they, now and this happens in 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 the psychiatric or psychological environment, these things do happen where like yeah. Yeah. they can, they can implant suggestions at very sophisticated 
psychologists yeah. and they know how to kind of manipulate people too. I, 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 the woman I saw, I, there was a very dark energy. She has a YouTube channel, just of, of a dark force. And, um, if I could go back and unmeet one person in my life, it would have been this person, this, this, uh, she wasn't even a psychologist. She was a licensed clinical social worker. But if I could go back and unmeet, it would be her. Had I, I mean, back then, but now they can't, um, they can't do anything. If you go in there and say you're trans and okay. I mean, there's these things called informed consent clinics where if you have the money or the insurance that'll pay for it, they don't require any psychological psychiatric diagnosis. They'll just be like, all right, here's here. Let me pump you full of estrogen or testosterone, whichever way you're going. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I do think that there will be heavy duty lawsuits, class action type lawsuits, but I'd say, to be about five to ten years from now it'll just go through this process i think people and i think even jazz jennings says she doesn't she's uncomfortable with where she's at like i don't feel like i will she wants to detransition right Didn't i don't know about that i don't know about okay. that there there was a there was a clip going around from the reality show that jazz jennings has where jazz said something like i never feel comfortable which i don't but Jazz tweeted something about how not how she's a happy trans woman and um, how, um, you know, don't weaponize my pain or something. Because I think Matt Walsh and other more conservative um, commentators mm -hmm. talked about. But I mean, if you look at Jazz, I, I, I'm pretty sure Jazz dropped out of, um, I believe it was Harvard. And she has like a binge eating disorder. So. I don't know. If you if you look at Jazz's mother too, Jazz's mother, it seems it, it. I don't know about a hundred percent, but I think that there is some of this. Um, you know, some of the child transgendering thing might be uh, elements of Munchausen syndrome. You know, they call it. I've heard it called a Transhausen syndrome because I mean, um, so how many celebrities like Uma Thurman? I think has a trans child. Charlize mm -hmm. Theron, I think. Um, who's the other one? Uh, uh, I think one of the famous Conner. basketball players has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I can't think of his name, but yeah. So, I mean, in, in some Hollywood circles, especially with women, blonde women, it seems like having a trans child, that's a, be a better, um, a better um, you know, what do you call it? Like status symbol than like a, a Birkin bag or a, a Rolls Royce or something. It shows like, you. oh, I affirmed my trans child but there's a famous case of um angelina jolie and um brad pitt's daughter who people were saying she was going to become a boy because she was wearing i forget her name but she was wearing like typically male but she grew out of shiloh it, you know? shiloh yeah Shiloh. she grew out of it it yeah, was a phase so, yeah. so yeah it was a phase and I, I think with some of these and, and then they you know if you're in middle school and you see you know you see um you know you see a boy become a girl and get all this attention and you know, it looks kind of maybe that's appealing to some kids. So I'm very the 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 childhood transition um, aspect. I I find very alarming, and I I don't think it's a good idea. But it's a kind of know, a violation of sovereignty too. Like this, I, you're in, yeah. you're invading kind of the natural process of a human life without yeah. a lot. It may have informed consent, but it's also you're stopping and changing it irretrievably. There's no way to go back. So that's yeah. also like a huge concern. Like I mean, that. we don't let, we don't let children get tattoos. We don't let little kids drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes. You know, we don't let little, you can't, you can't rent a hotel, uh, a hotel till you're, you know, and you can't and rent a car. A 
can't oh, sign a contract until oh. you're 18. I mean, these little yeah. kids that, you know, maybe they might not have the language for like, you know, maybe they like, like a little boy likes dancing or a girl likes football and they don't have the language for, you know, maybe I'm a tomboy or I'm, I'm a little bit more of a feminine of a boy. So they think, oh, well, maybe I have to transit. I don't know. I, don't right. know. I think it's actually the problem isn't with the kids. I think it's with the adults who are yeah, imposing so. this on us. I think where so. they actually My... think they're doing either something right or, yeah. or requiring these children. Who knows what these kids think? They're impressionable. They may even watch something on TV. They don't yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. They I mean, trans... It's a phase, too. Who cares if a kid wants to dance? Maybe that's yeah. just what he likes. I don't know if it's yeah. a boy or and also, also girl likes baseball. Are... Who cares? Are you familiar with trans influencers? That's a thing. No, tell me what that is. What's that? I mean, you know about influencer culture, yeah, right? Of course, like, sure. yeah. like there's all these influencers, like the, the most famous and very controversial one is um Dylan Mulvaney. Right, right. But I mean that's most of most of their That's the guy um, that's on the Bud Light. Right, right. The Bud yeah, Light yeah. controversy and um uh Nike athletics also. But anyway, but there's more of them. That's just the most famous one. There's more of them who, if you go on TikTok, there's all these like some of them are kids, some of them are adults, but they're talking about how great it is. And, and, and they, they talk about oh, how, wow. that's another thing I was told. I was told I would experience what they call gender euphoria. There's oh, wow. dysphoria. Yeah, there's dysphoria where you dislike your, your body parts. But if you transition, you'll, you'll experience euphoria. You know, I was a drug addict. I've always been chasing different forms of euphoria throughout my, my young adulthood. So, I mean, estrogen was just another drug for me. It was just a new, a new, uh, you know, a new way to feel, to feel not, it was a, for me, I think it was a form of escapism. I mean, when I was a kid, people used to constantly call me nasty homophobic names and I wanted to be someone else at one time. I really, I, I thought I was, I used to, I used to hate looking at my, I thought there was something really wrong with Brian, but just like the girl in the twilight zone, I don't think there's any, I think I'm pretty, pretty all right. I think I'm a pretty good guy. Now, as an adult, sober, 31 years old. But when I, me at 20, 21, I was just lost. I was, oh man, I was not in a good headspace and I didn't have any. But you could have fallen for anything. You could have fallen for a cult. Maybe you felt yeah. for this kind of thing. I would have, I, I would, I would have, I would have gotten involved in something. A movie. That's true. Yeah. I, I, just something I went, to get out. Who knows what it was? What, 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 it, it could have been a cult. You're right. It could have been something extreme. Um, it would have been something. Yeah. It would have. That's that's a good point. I would. I was looking for something, and it just happened to be this. I w I wish I had found like bodybuilding or uh, sports or surfing, maybe. But um, I was looking to be part of. It. I wanted to be, you know. So, but we I mean, were talking about the bite model earlier with Steve Hassan, and he was in college, and he just fell into the Moonies. They love bombed yeah. him, did the whole thing. Then he realized, oh, I don't have any like individual consent or control and you realized yeah i got to get out of here but they love bombed him right in and he just oh, fell yeah. right in there and he's yeah, a very I mean, you know sharp guy yeah yeah i mean isn't he the, is he the guy with cult awareness network is he is he i think he would might have been involved in that but he's he's been around he's on a lot of uh yeah when i was a, of... when i was a sociology major my main interest was cults i was i've always been interested in cults and the occult that's how i found your podcast your your right. Yeah. So well, that's Steve. It's Steve Allen or something. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, I, um, yeah, I was searching for something and, um, I don't know. I just didn't want to be Brian anymore at one point in my life. I thought I was like, when I was a kid, the bullying that some people did to me was just, you know, it still it haunts me today. So, 
But now I've done actual psychotherapy with non-woke. I, I actually found, I know one non-woke uh, psychologist. She's down in Orange County, but um you know, if I went to one in LA, they, they probably want me to be a trans again. I trans, trans, I don't know, you know, so, I, but I stay to my, the people I like in Alcoholics Anonymous and the psychologist that I yeah. trust. This is what BITE stands for. Behavioral control, informational control, thought control, emotional control. Yeah. So it's all I control. So, you know, the trans movement probably. Yeah. There's, there's elements of cult of elements. culthood. And the only thing it really lacks is um, the tenets of culthood would be a charismatic leader, um, ideological purity, conformity and control, mind altering practice, I, I, isolation and love bombing and us versus them mentality, apocalyptic thinking and time and energy. So I would say the trans movement has, it doesn't really have a true charismatic leader. The time and energy thing, I mean, there is pride season. There definitely is apocalyptic thinking, a big us versus them. Uh, there, there's a whole lingo. There's a, there's a whole, um, you know, there's this whole dialect that goes on, a lot of isolation and love bombing. I mean, mind altering and body alter, altering practices, a lot of conformity. I mean, I was a trans woman at the time, but I didn't, I liked uh, Republicanism. I became a conservative, basically because of COVID and taxes and other things, but I was no longer, you know, in, in Jenner, they basically don't consider trans because Jenner um, is more conservative and doesn't support the sports thing. So. And likes women. And well, like well, that's not, a, that's not uncommon in the trans. Uh, right, that right. That's not uncommon at all. And a lot of the trans men, um, they say that they're gay men, like they'll, they'll, they're still interested. So it's, a, I don't, I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's, but isn't it weird that the trans men, they're, they're the majority like women, but they're in women's locker rooms and bathrooms and women's sports. So imagine like a dude who says he's a woman who likes women in those environments. It's so. Well, I, I, I've I been around. Men they need to I... ask those questions. You know, like if you're like wanting to, if you're a trans man to woman and you're in women's sports, they should ask him. Are you attracted to women? Because like if he says he's yeah, he's attracted to women, like you shouldn't even be in the sport. Like you shouldn't be around. Well, I just think it's unfair from a biological standpoint. Yeah, well, I, I, from from bio, I don't but Leah Thomas, the most famous example, is um interested in uh women. And oh really? The, I didn't know that. See that's yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah Leah right, Thomas right. is but the the there there and I experienced this, but once I got sober, I, I have no interest in this stuff anymore. But there's a term it's called autogynephilia. It is it, it's Greek or it's Greek and Latin, but it's it means love of oneself as a woman. Where I think a lot of cases are people, the transgender male to females are getting off on the idea of being a woman and wearing women's clothes, and it's very exciting. And they they see women as these goddesses. I mean, there's so many famous cases of um, famous people, not necessarily super famous, but that are they're trans like the most famous case is um this guy from mr beast i'd never heard of it but it's a very famous uh youtube um uh, he i mean this this person had a a beautiful wife and and son i think and then all of a sudden when his or her child now i'll be politically correct her child is two years old is gonna transition i mean that just but but was married fathered children fathered children but yeah, now, wow. now in, but in the trans activist community he would become a mother 
you know and i that that's orwellian to me that that's where the orwellian stuff comes in but that's two plus two is five like the person who literally sent who who whose male gametes created mixed with this how come on caitlin jenner is 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 um kylie and kendall and all all her her other kids. right how many kids does he have four i don't know yeah Three? but but how four. how i just feel like once you father kids i think you might have too much in, invested in being a man to to tr- change your right stuff. so it is a fetish so some of these dudes i i mean for me i i hate to say this but i i think for me a lot of it it was trauma but there's definitely an element where I let a methamphetamine-induced uh, sex fetish take over my life. For mm-hmm. yeah, that's the so truth. So it's not just you though; it's the other, it's other trans people too. They're yeah, I mean they're they're probably not using meth necessarily, but like this this somewhat there's some dark force making this sissy porn. This sissy porn that exists on the internet. I don't know who's behind it. They're not making money off it. It's kind of hidden. But it's a weird thing that a lo- I know a lot of the trans. If you go on like the trans Reddit, it's um it's pretty prominent. Um, I they they claim autogynephilia doesn't exist, but I I would disagree because I've experienced it and you know, yeah. So I think that there's something sinister with a lot of the, especially that sissy porn stuff. But there's something weird going on, and you know, I I I definitely think it's mostly when it comes down to it. I think the real reason for the the modern trans movement is there's just so much money to be, and you have to buy all new clothes. You know, there's a lot of money to be made in it. Besides the medical stuff, that's probably why. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go buy new clothes if if you want to become a trans woman. You gotta go buy some ladies' underwear, and you know, you gotta buy ladies' shoes. So, right, I, you gotta it, get the massive surgeries, millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands. Oh yeah, drugs, yeah. all that stuff. Wow, yeah, I mean, it's just so, a huge. It's it probably be going to become an industry. I've heard the same thing that oh, these doctors here. in Florida are just making bank off of these surgeries. Oh, they're they're in Beverly yeah. Hills too. There, there's yeah. uh, surgeon surgeons in Beverly Hills making a killing off of it. You know, so I think it's odd. Shameful. I think it's shameful. Brian, I, we're at the hour mark. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything I missed? And where can people reach out to you if they have any additional questions? Um, I have Twitter and Instagram. My name is uh, it's Brian with an I. My last name is Wagoner, W-A-G-O-N-E-R. My Twitter handle is... I'll just send it to you. I'll, I'll send you okay, my... Okay, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, so... Yeah, no, I mean, no, just... Um, just be careful what you wish for and... Uh, you know, always think about things before you do them. That's my advice. Right. Like you, these are changes that you can't kind of come back from. Like people. Have yeah. To really think yeah. I'll never be able to have children. I don't think naturally. I highly doubt it. So, you know, I'll always look a little bit more feminine than most men probably. But um, yeah, but thank God I, I never had uh, any of those surgeries. But yeah, just be careful what you wish for. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Totally. It takes a lot of yeah, courage my- and. Hopefully yeah, people will find uh, find this useful or helpful. So if people have any questions, you can reach out to Brian. So Brian Wagner, yep. D-Transitioner. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, totally. My, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cheers.